This is the story of Tanirore. Actually, he started off as Tamarore and grew into his name. He's one of the younger sons of Rangi and Papa. And like most younger siblings in the family, he's a little spoiled and has less responsibility than his tuakana. So he doesn't have to worry about things like the stars in the sky or the forests or the oceans. He can focus all his time doing the important things in life. What he was put on this earth to do. Dance. His favourite dance spot in the whole wide world is on the mountaintops. When Tamanui Tera is shining, you can be sure to catch a glimpse of Tamarore on the mountaintop dancing up a storm. Tamarore has a cool dance crew. Ironically, his homies are the Hauririki, the little whirlwinds and children of his big brother Tafirimatea. There's also a girl in this story. There's always a girl. The one that comes along and complicates matters. The girl that makes him dizzy is Tamanui Tera's daughter, Hineraumati. And boy, can she move. When your dad is the sun and your mum is the goddess of fire, it's hard not to be hot. Or in Tamarore's words, smoking hot. Literally. She is the simmering heat that sets his dance floor on fire. When he sees that haze on the horizon, his heart can't help but melt. The problem for Tamarore is that she's not interested in him. Yet. Tamarore spies a shimmer on the horizon and recognises the sizzling signature. He follows the shimmer that is sparkling like a disco ball from the mountaintop. When he reaches the summit, he leaps and twists, hoping to catch the eye of Hineraumati. He turns and poses with the It's good, no? pose and sees that the shimmer is not Hineraumati. The shimmer is emanating from another heat source, another dancer, unlike anything he's ever seen. Tamarore is instinctively drawn to the energy and reaches out to touch the strange dancer. Electricity fills the air, sparks fly, then everything goes dark. Kiwa lands on one knee, having just pulled off an impossible final move. Kiwa remains in her final pose, with the only lights in the theatre coming from sparks falling from the scaffolding. They seem to fall around her like twinkling stars. Kiwa has been taught by her father who, in his day, was the best dancer in Aotearoa, perhaps the world. It's now 2022, and Kiwa has an edge on the competition. She has combined the dynamics of haka with hip-hop and is on the cusp of a new style. Something fresh called funkihi. The combination of funk and ihi. What she is unaware of is that her new style is so dynamic that it has unwittingly inspired the intervention of Tamarore himself. Sparks are still falling from the lights that blew out at the crescendo of her dance routine. The stage lights eventually come back on. Kiwa is a little hazy, not entirely sure what has transpired. She stands and looks up at the crowd who are jumping up and down in celebration. The sound is muffled, like her ears are blocked, but she can make out that the crowd are going nuts. Her hearing returns 
and she can now hear the thunderous applause and the voice of the MC who's talking like a miracle's just been performed. All of the other dancers are rushing on stage and whacking her. One of the highest compliments a dancer can get from their peers. What? What just happened? Mm, that was crazy. How'd you do that? That was sick, sis. What did I do? That spinning move at the end was honestly next level. Next level. Spinning move? What spinning move? They're gonna be talking about that forever, like forever, ever. Kiwa takes off and leaves everybody else on stage, reveling in the moment. Everyone is appreciating the moment and hugging and shaking hands, not realizing that the hero of the hour has just exited the stage. Kiwa rushes to the bathroom and splashes water all over her face. The final moments of her dance flash in her mind. She's spinning through the air in slow motion and images are distorted and fragmented, but she sees enough to know that something unusual has happened. Tams runs into the bathroom. Come on, sis, prize giving. There are no surprises when Kiwa is announced as the winner of the solo dance section. Kiwa holds the trophy over her head, poses for an awkward photo, and then heads straight out the side door. Yo, Kiwa, where you going, my girl? Oh, yeah, okay, oh, okay, yeah, I'll text you. Kiwa is walking home at a frenzied pace when she gets a message from Tams. It's a video of her performance. She fast forwards it to the end of her performance and then sees it. A triple B twist. The only thing is, she can't do a triple B twist and she can't remember doing it. She's about to rewind the video for another look when her phone begins shaking like crazy. But what's up with this cheap piece of junk? She holds the off button. The phone does its sign out and then shuts down. She puts it back in her pocket. The phone starts shaking again. What in the world? I thought I turned you off. Kiwa takes her phone out of her pocket again. The screen is going crazy and is scrolling through all her apps at a million miles an hour. Her personal contacts, everything. Kiwa taps the screen and mashes the buttons, but nothing seems to work. Just when she's about to do something drastic to the phone, it all stops. She stares at her phone ready to pounce on it if it makes another move. A faint sound begins to emanate from the phone. She holds it up to her ear. It sounds like a seashell and the sound of wind swirling around inside. The wind sound gets louder and the phone begins to shake again. Kiwa freaks out and throws the phone on the ground in front of her, except it stops and hovers before it can hit the ground. Her instinct is telling her to run for the hills, but the Māori in her is saying, Taihua, this might be interesting. The phone begins to shake and bounce around on the footpath like a string of old school double happy firecrackers. It starts to spin. The sound of the wind and the speed of the spinning are linked as the intensity picks up, causing a little vortex for a few seconds and then it's gone. The phone switches on and gives that familiar startup jingle. Kiwa pokes at it, picks it up, 
and shoves it in her pocket. Ghost phone or not, I'm not chucking away 1,200 bucks. The next day, Kiwa is practicing dancing in front of the floor-to-ceiling mirrors in her garage. She's dripping with sweat and steam is rising from her body. Mid-dance routine, she sees an image in the mirror that she doesn't understand. Man, I need a break. I'm seeing double or something. Kiwa sees a shimmer in the mirror, like a mirage that you see on the roads in the summer when it's sweltering hot. She rubs the sweat off her brow, grabs her towel, and wipes the mirror that's all steamed up. When she looks at the mirror, the mirage is in the shape of a teenage boy. Hey, hey, Kiwa jumps out of her skin. She tentatively goes closer to the mirror and taps on it, and then peers closely at the image again. Who are you? I'm Tamarore. The god of Haka. Yes. And you are... I'm... I'm Kiwa. Kiwa? Of the ocean? I thought you were a dude. Who? No, it's a family name. Hang on. Time out! Kiwa makes a tea signal with her hands. How are you talking? Like... Like me? Would you prefer I said something like a Terpsichorean skating exuberance of dance? What? I know, right? Verbal hamuti. <laughs> but before you ask about the big words, get a thesaurus. If you don't know what that word means, look it up in the dictionary. I know what a thesaurus is. It's something to do with dinosaurs. I'm not an idiot. And I know that you are definitely not a... a... Human? Yeah! Of course not. I am a god! But how are you talking? You know, like, like one of the brothers. I'm young. I'm cool, just like you. So I talk like you. If you were a baby, I'd go, where, where, where? Now, can we move on? Okay, so now what? Well, how should I know? You called me. I thought you were someone else. You thought I was Hineromatsi. True, how did you know? There's a song, a poi song, called Tamarore and Hineromatsi. A song? Yeah, about your battle with Tafiri Matea. Whoa, and whoa, then... whoa, hold up. Battle with the big guy. Yeah, but more like a dance battle. A battle? Me against Tafiri Matea? No, nah, I don't think so. That would be like. Uh, take that ant over there and take you. Well, I'm the ant and Tafiri Matea is you. Size isn't everything. Oh, easy for you to say. You're not the ant. Actually, I kind of am. Aotearoa have the best dancers in the world and we're a tiny country, like that ant. Well, all I can hear is the word squish. I can't take him by myself. But what if... Tamarore looks at Kiwa. Hey, before you finish that thought, the answer is hell no. What about the ants? Can we talk about something other than insects? I mean, if I said yes, how would it even work? Like this. Tamarore extends his hand through the mirror, grabs Kiwa's hand 
and pulls her into the mirror. The mirror acts as a portal and Kiwa falls into Tamarore's world. She turns towards the mirror and it vanishes before her eyes. She looks around to see that they are on top of a mountain in a new earth, in a time when gods roam freely. There are no cheap manufactured structures. She looks down and sees that a whole forest is moving towards her with one huge tree, Tāne Mahuta, in the centre. A giant figure emerges from the ocean and pets a group of whales that are circling it. A distant volcano erupts and a figure of molten lava peers over the lip of its summit. It's a baby, albeit a giant baby. The gods have come to watch the fight. You okay? No, no, I am definitely not okay. Send me back now. I can't. I don't know how. What? Well, you created that portal. So how do I reopen it? The same way as before. Dance? Dance competition, to be precise. You and me, baby. What the hell was that? Well, remember your ant theory? Kiwa looks to the heavens and sees huge storm clouds forming quickly that cover the entire sky. The clouds swirl and dozens of tornadoes spiral down towards the ground. As each of the tornadoes touch the earth, they begin to collectively form a figure. A tornado for each leg and arm, another for the torso and a smaller one for the head. Lightning shoots through the tornado figure and its eyes begin to glow. Yes. Yes, I called you. Yep. You called him? Like, willingly? Tamarori shrugs. I was inspired by what you said. Tafiri Matea points to Tamarore and Kiwa and beckons them, challenging them to a fight. A dance fight. Tafirimatea raises his tornado arms and lightning lights up the sky. Hundreds of lightning bolts rain down from above, creating a perfect circle of fire. A dance floor. What did he just say? Something about getting a bite after. Look, don't worry about it. Now, are we gonna dance or what? Just relax. Follow my lead. Now, spin me. Spin you? Do it. Kiwa does as instructed and sends Tamarori into a spin that stirs up the dust. Yeehaw! Come on, Kiwa, do that little move that won you the dance comp. The triple B twist. Hang on, that was you, wasn't it? Nah, not exactly. Now, when I touched you for the briefest of moments, you were a part of this world, a world without restrictions. Come on, try it. You'll find you can do things here. You know what I mean? Kiwa ponders for a second and then launches into a dynamic dance of haka-infused funk interspersed with spinning and aerial twists. Here you go, girl! Way to represent! Just then, Tamarore's dance crew, the Hauririki, show up. Yes! As my big bro Tangaroa would say, 
The turning of the tide has arrived. All right, let's dance. Tamarore, the Hauririki and Kiwa go through a series of spin moves like shene and pirouettes that send a wave of energy of heat towards Tafiri, making him stumble backwards. Tafiri Matea grimaces and mutters something underneath his breath for reinforcements. A howling sound emerges from the four corners of the world, and the mighty wind children such as Maranga Yareare and Tsukarairai heed the call. Tafiri Matea leads his wind children in a series of ice cold movements that sends a shiver down Tamarore's spine. Back and forth the battle rages, neither one willing to concede. A wall of ice is countered by a heat wave. A tornado versus a whirlwind. Their fight begins to radiate outwards until eventually it encompasses the entire world. It's evenly poised, youth versus experience, old style versus new. Hey, I have an idea how to break the deadlock. Just follow my lead. You're gonna love it. I hear you, girlfriend. Kiwa does a series of old breakdance moves that Tamarore and the Hauririki all copy. Wow, we! what is this? It's old school from the old man. This one's called a backspin. This one is a handspin. And this, it's called a hurricane. Tamarore and his dance crew set the world on fire. The dance is insane and the energy spikes to a dangerous level. An energy shimmer appears as Kiwa sees her garage on the other side. She's so into it that the appearance of the portal is almost anticlimactic. Tafiri Mata nods his head and retreats from the field, acknowledging that he's been outclassed. All the other gods clap and cheer. Well, Kiwa thinks that's what they're doing. She can't quite tell amidst all the millions of sounds they're making. The applause dies out eventually, and one by one, all the godly brethren nod at Tamarore and all turn and follow after Tafiri. Well, that was fun. I wish you could stay in. Tamarore looks to see that Hineraumati is giving him the come hither finger. As we say in my world, you're the man. Man? Tanerore. Hey, upgrades, I like it. Has a nice ring to it. Don't keep the lady waiting. Better go before the portal shuts and I'll see you on the horizon. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wananga o Aotearoa with funding from Te Maangai Pahoe.